All right, welcome to episode three of the Captain's Podcast. Got some exciting news this week, going through NFL stuff, and then a recap of the crazy upsets that happened in our league. Everybody finish your drink, because the NFL actually made it through week one without any huge mishaps, and nobody messed up, and... As far as I can tell, the season's actually happening. So I'm really excited. I hope you guys are excited. Uh, game on, pay Garrett. Uh, put your money where your mouth is and let the trash talk continue. And be sure to utilize that trade block. Oh, yeah, trading block. Um, I want to make a special shout out again to uh, – there are now three people, four people with uh, people on trading block. We've got Tom – Um, Me and Garrett, obviously, and Rod. So um, props to Tom for joining us on the Trading Block crew this week. Uh, I guess now's a good time to mention that the players on the Trading Block for Tom are Raheem Mostert and Jonathan Taylor. So some some spicy stuff out there. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks for for playing along. Um, So we can hop right into NFL news to get started. Uh, I think there's a lot, so we're going to skip most of the, you know, scores and win loss and all that stuff and just get into the the interesting little fluff bits that that happened throughout the week and uh in the last couple of weeks of the preseason before before games started. Yeah, so there's a lot of talk over the off season with the we'll call it interesting trade between Houston and Arizona with DJ and Hopkins switching teams. You mean elite David Johnson? <laughs> Excuse me. Elite in parentheses, 2016, David Johnson. I I would tend to live my entire life in 2016. That's you know, I think I maybe peaked in 2017. So just being like right before it was great. Uh, David Johnson is doing the same thing as me. So good for him. Good for Bill O'Brien. Um, but yeah, no DeAndre Hopkins, um, 14 catches, 150 something yards. Uh, pretty hard to top that. I mean, David Johnson did fine he did great actually i can't really complain he's mine but no he looked good he looked a little bit more spry than he did last year whether it was he's no longer injured or he just has a little chip on his shoulder from people doubting him but looks like he could be bouncing back from the last couple years yeah and deshaun watson looked like he struggled without deandre hopkins but big time they did have a little bit to lean on in the run game. I was surprised at how present, I guess is the word I want to use, the Houston run game was because in past years you might almost like you might you might be forgiven if you forgot Houston had running backs the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I think the general idea to beat most great offenses is to run the ball, control the clock, play good defense. And it seemed like Houston was starting the game with that because I feel like David Johnson had a bunch of carries in the first half, but then uh, they forgot about the defensive portion. Uh, yes. So next season, Bill O'Brien's going to trade away Deshaun Watson for like a Khalil Mack or something. And uh, then the recipe will be complete. Then, Ooh. you know, then you have a strong defensive front and you have a, a good running back and then you're the Tennessee Titans. So good to go. And then the Bears finally have a quarterback that they could have taken originally. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Bears have nothing. Anyway, yeah, Bill O'Brien's going to be in the hot seat at some point this season. We'll just have to see how this plays out. So this is going to be something that we keep an eye on throughout the season. And uh, I will not be at all disappointed if David Johnson does better than DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm not holding my breath on that. 
Um, if week one's anything to go off of, yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the only other piece of NFL news that I think is worth mentioning, because there was a lot of it, uh, I'm just going to filter to the craziest thing, and that's that there's some NFL fountain of youth bullshit going on because we've got the, I think the highest concentration of players over the age of 35 in the NFL ever. Uh, I saw this stat somewhere, but yeah, especially starting offensive players, you never, ever, ever see it. But right now, Adrian Peterson starting running back, Frank Gore starting running back, Larry Fitzgerald starting wide receiver. Uh, and, the, and then you've got Tom Brady, Drew Brees, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, these guys are ancient. Still doing it. And doing it effectively. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Peterson put up 113 yards. That's more than almost any other running back. I mean, I think that he was top 10. Yeah, I think so. Kind of where he lives. He's just top 10 all time, all day. We'll see. I think, especially because of how bad that backfield is, he might just keep it the whole season. Who knows? Um, but speaking of backfields, let's just hop right on over through into injuries. And, oh, man, there were a lot, like lots and lots and lots of injuries. And I don't know why uh, this is kind of a, a soft pitch here, but why do you think there's so many injuries so far this season when one week in? Um, I believe the prevalent thought is that there was no preseason for people to get warmed up. And so they went from right from – preseason practices where you're not really going hundred percent against your own team to, you know, going 110% in your first action against an actual opponent. Yeah. I think the most obvious <laughs> answer is probably the right one. And so I agree with you. I think that that's almost definitely it. Uh, it might also be a little bit of just confirmation bias. I mean, I didn't go back and look, but there had to be some major injuries week one or week two of last season. And Oh, there definitely were. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much of an outlier this season is in terms of number of injuries. What I do know is that the names of the players that are injured are mm-hmm. all of the big ones. Like, maybe not all of them, but so many big-name players are either out at least one week or, or worse. Um, so why don't you go first, your guy? I was going to say, there's still a fair amount of them were, like, freak injuries, though, that I don't necessarily think were training camp-related. Yeah, like, like Mac, Mac tearing his Achilles, Miller. What did what did Von Miller injure? Uh, he he ankle? something in his ankle. It was it wasn't even in in like a live portion of practice. It was at the end of the last play of the second to last practice before the game, like Wednesday yeah, or Thursday so. of the week. And since they had the Monday game, they had like one day left to practice. But it was he just kind of rolled up on it weird. He said he finished the play. Uh, he went back into the locker room and didn't think anything was wrong until later that night. So, yeah, yeah, so that's that um, Kittle just got tackled weird. He weird. He sprained his knee. Which it's his fault. Was, he should I mean, just go down more easily. Like he's making it so difficult for people to tackle him. No, no wonder no, they're he, going for his knee. <laughs> he jumped to catch a badly thrown ball from Jimmy D. And got oh, tackled. Well, Yeah. That's that Patriots lineage coming through. A bunch of overrated pretty boy quarterbacks that can't actually throw to anyone that's not seven feet tall. So Yeah, clearly they're all just system quarterbacks. Right. Cam Newton is the outlier. He's the most interesting Patriots quarterback <laughs> in three decades. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I guess we can hit the Broncos injuries real quick. Von Miller out 
for what should be the rest of the season, but he uh, hasn't really made that official yet. He's on IR for sure. Uh, his timeline is three to six months. So he's wishfully thinking for the three month kind of timeline. And I think basically everybody else on the planet is thinking closer to the six month timeline. So it's pretty disappointing, but yeah, it's a big hit to the defense. Um, yeah, Philip Lindsay is also Denver, out. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Especially if Denver's not competing for a playoff spot, they're not going to bring him back. Exactly. And it is a little disappointing because Chubb was out, uh, sorry, Bradley Chubb was out mm-hmm. all of last season and we didn't get to see the two of them together. And that was one of the biggest, you know, buzz points for the Broncos, at least in Broncos country over the off season. Like, yeah, the rest of the NFL was talking about, look at Drew Locke and all these weapons. But, um, you know, for us, we're like, I want to go see these two juggernauts make a name for themselves and then Von Miller's out. So yeah, just briefly on the Broncos, uh, Philip Lindsay's out with uh, with an ankle thing, or maybe a knee turf thing. Toe. Oh, turf toe. toe. You're right. It's a toe injury. Um, I, damn it. Fuck. Yeah, turf toe. Um, sh- should be no more than a couple weeks, but we'll see on that. Sometimes that can linger. Um, and yeah, I mean, then on to the big ones. Uh, yeah, Max out for the season. Michael Thomas, another kind of freak injury. It He was blocking on a goal line play. At the end of the game. Why? Why do this? What's the point? Don't you have other bodies that you can throw in front of Latavius Murray as he tries to fall forward? Like, when you're up 17 points. Come on. A minute come, left. come on. Especially because it's not like – it's not like Michael Thomas had had a monstrous game and you're trying to like set some kind of single game record or anything. The guy had three catches or two catches or something. It was so quiet for him. I don't know why you have him in so late in the game. The block locking. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you, you, you know, split him out and he's drawing coverage, but I don't get it anyway. So hopefully that's not as bad as it sounds, but it seems like he'll be out a couple weeks. Um, so that's yeah, really, really I think they have hurt. an early buy, so I'm guessing he's out through there, through then. Yeah, I've heard talks of putting in a, putting him on IR, so he would be out a minimum of three weeks. Right, and I think their buy is the week after that, so that gives them a month to recover. Let's look. Uh, their buy is week six, so okay. yeah, if they put him on IR and don't take him back immediately, he could. He could be out until week seven, which is pretty significant fantasy speaking. That's six weeks that you miss him for. Um, Well, yeah, five and week one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of counting. I guess I counted week one as a week that you missed him, but it wasn't because of injury. So never mind. But yeah, still pretty big injury to Michael Thomas. Pretty, you know, severe consequences for the Saints. Who, who's their next receiver? Emmanuel Sanders? (laughs) Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Like, who does Drew Brees throw to if he can't throw the ball at Michael Thomas 15 times a game? So that's a big deal. Um, maybe some waiver pickups available regarding that big injury. Uh, maybe even a trade. Uh, I heard Allen Robinson is looking for a trade from the Bears. So I heard OBJ might be on the move. I hope so. I think the Browns either have to keep giving him 10 targets a game, even, no matter what happens with them, or they have to move him because he's going to just – be a diva about it again he's just gonna keep pouting and pouting i mean they were baker's fault i I watched a good amount of that game every ball that was more than 15 yards was way beyond obj like 
not even remotely possible that he could catch it. So I get being frustrated. I would be frustrated if I were him too. But yeah, maybe he'll get traded. I don't know. Saints could be in the market for a new receiver. Um, let's see, to hit all the rest of them. Yeah, James Conner, what do you think on that one? So I've heard rumors that he's not actually injured, but he was bad-mouthing the play calling or the O-line play in the first quarter of the Monday night game, and so Tomlin just benched him. That is super interesting because it means – okay, so Mike Tomlin spent the whole offseason talking about James Conner is our guy. James Conner's the one. He's going to be the bell cow. He's going to get – all the volume we're going to, the whole offense is going to be running through him. And and then two quarters into the very first game, they have (laughs) one little argument and he's on the bench. And it just so happens that Benny Snell puts up 114 yards on the ground. Alarm bells would be ringing if I'm the James Conner owner. I would also, I mean, alarm bells are ringing if I'm the Benny Snell owner. This is just not a situation that I want to be in on. Because who knows? Mike Tomlin is a big, uh, stubborn kind of guy that's the vibe i get so i don't i don't know that that's a predictable sort of situation unless he makes a full-on announcement yeah i don't know it might have just been heat of the moment in the middle of the game when it was still a close game so maybe they have a heart to heart during the week and it gets swept under the rug i hope so i like james connor as a player i think he's Mm -hmm. he's been good and he will be good again if he gets the carries and doesn't stay benched. Speaking of funny little like sideline commentary. Uh, so I guess we didn't, we didn't have this guy on our list, but Marcus Mariota is on IR uh, as of like Wednesday of this week, which is very funny because Derek Carr got himself in a whole heap of trouble this week because he was calling audibles and half of his audibles, at least from some beat reporter that was either <laughs> on the sideline or who, who could hear them. They were like, all kind of jokes at John Gruden's wife. And in fact, he used John Gruden's <laughs> wife's name in some of his audible calls. And uh, you bet Gruden could hear him from the sideline because there weren't any fans in the stands. Uh, and he was pissed, but now there's no backup. There's no, you know, highest paid backup in the NFL putting pressure on cars. It's, it's a, For a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if the Raiders no, are four and zero, when when Mariota comes off IR or five and zero or however long it takes him, he's Carr is not going to get benched, and they can ride Josh Jacobs <laughs> all the way to three or you know three or four wins in the first few weeks. So, uh, good on Derek Carr. Give it to Gruden. <laughs> Stick it to the man. <laughs> uh, who else we got here? Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think on Miles Sanders? I don't know too much about his situation. It was weird. He, like, tweaked his hamstring in preseason, and then I, there wasn't very much news on it except until last week when they were like, oh, yeah, he's out on Sunday morning. So, I don't know. I haven't heard much. I think he's practicing again this week, but... Yeah, I'd have to double-check on that, but... I'd be, I would be more concerned that the Eagles offensive line can't block anyone. Yeah. Wentz had a rough time. Um, and Ertz was dropping the ball and they are missing wide receivers. Like it's just the story of the Eagles. It's only one weekend and they're already, (laughs) their roster's full of holes. It's Swiss cheese out there. It's, it's bad. 
I mean, I'm sorry. The Eagles is the highest representation of fans in our league. Actually, I guess the Colts would be tied. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah, we got a couple Eagles fans out here. I, I feel for you guys. The the Broncos are full of holes too. So uh, we'll see you at eight and eight in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, we got um, the other big news is Godwin is in the concussion protocol. Um, if I know anything about Tom Brady, he will pay the right person and Godwin will be on the field this weekend. <laughs> but yeah, I hope he's doing well. Um, maybe he could take a game off and Mike Evans could do something. That might be interesting if Mike Evans caught the ball. Um, yeah, maybe wait till week three when Evans is playing someone else. No, this week would be great. I think it'd be just fine. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, last one, Blake Jarwin is on IR. Uh, I know the only person that really cares about this, even if nobody else does, Rod, that's one less tight end that you can go get with a bunch of hype around him. So, you know, Noah Fant's still out there for you. So He looked good. Yeah, he looks great. Uh, he's the only person on the entire Broncos receiving core that looked like he was doing the right stuff. And inexplicably, they didn't target him a single time in the second half. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not having... faking on Tennessee, missing more field goals at the end of the game. It was unbelievable. <laughs> the post-game the post game interview with Coach Fangio, he's like, yeah, their kicker had been having some problems, so I didn't want to call the timeouts and give them a longer time to drive down the field. I'm like... We had three drives within six minutes and we took one minute, like one and a half minutes off the clock. And then you get down to two minutes. They're within field goal range. Like, yeah, he's missed a couple so far the game and he's clearly rattled, but it's the best kicker in the history of the yeah. NFL. Yeah. He, he's going to make the game winner because he's, his job was on the line at that point and he knew it because <laughs> he would have single-handedly lost that entire game. He left 10 points on the board. So, yeah, I have – the second half of the Broncos game was very, very hard to watch. The lone bright spot was uh, no offense. So, you know, maybe go get him, Rod, and uh, start him this week because any good Broncos fan knows that whatever worked last week will just drop it like it's hot and never, ever, ever try it again because that would be too smart. Yeah, that's my Broncos rant. I'm really upset about losing that game. So stupid. Anyway, on to our league. Um the league that's perhaps more valuable and interesting than the National Football League, uh, the All-Ban Fantasy League, um, just to check in on the predictions we made last week, which I know there was some contention about, but we got three out of five. Props to, to Timmy and props to Kayla for proving us wrong, but everyone else be quiet now because we were right. So, <laughs> I think even we went against the Yahoo predictions on a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, when, at the time that we made our predictions, we went against the uh, like the Yahoo projected points on my matchup and I think Tom's matchup. Oh no, Tom played. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know at least Rod was projected to beat me by 12 points when we recorded our episode. And by the time kickoff happened, he was projected to lose to me by six. So Yahoo fixed their, <laughs> fixed their stuff, but yeah, we, we did, we did okay. Um, I think we, should give Tim credit where credit is due. His team kind of came together a little bit more than we probably thought. Uh, and then the other one was Kayla. Still F. Uh, I just don't understand. I'm going to go ahead and chalk that up to Thomas getting 25 points below expected. Yeah, your team did not do any <laughs> favors for you. I might as um, well have just started two quarterbacks and called it a day. Yeah. 
try that. Actually, I encourage you to try that this week. <clears throat> if I let Rod start all tight ends, then I'm going to start all quarterbacks. Oh, you can start all quarterbacks as long as you don't start more than two. <laughs> and it, I mean, if there were two to have, I think you had, well, Mahomes wasn't in the top. Well, he did fine. He had 20 points. That's good enough. But Josh Allen had a monstrous game. I mean, they were playing the Jets. Yeah. And now oh, I think speaking of Jets, we didn't, even, we didn't even mention this in the injuries. Uh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell's on IR. If there were a situation where a non-injured player gets put on IR by, I would say it's this one. Yeah, Adam Gase just hates good players. I mean, that and it was only a matter of time before Frank Gore became the starting running back. Yeah, that, he's inevitable. He's, <laughs> he's the truth. He has to get... How many yards do you think Frank Gore ends the season with if he starts 10 games? 700. Okay. Okay, I buy that. I think. I think... I'll give him 70 yards a game. 70 yards on 70 carries? <laughs> He's probably going to get like 15, 20 carries a game. Freaking Adam it's not Gase. like the Jets have anyone to throw to. But you mean PPR machine Jameson Crowder, <laughs> who had a, also a breakout game, but it's only because he had a you know 75-yard touchdown, which was uh, awful, awful, awful tackling. Just Yeah, that was bad. Just a big bunch of bear hugs that he was small and fast enough to just zoop right through. You know what it looked like? It looked like a bunch of players going through their preseason tackling. Yeah. Yep. Definitely did. I, I don't foresee uh, Jameson Crowder getting another 60 plus yard touchdown, but who knows? Maybe, they, maybe, maybe that's their move. So maybe they'll be fine without bell, but I doubt it anyway. Yeah. Uh, we did okay predicting last week. So let's just hop. Right. Okay. Wait, waiver news this is the first week that waivers ran and we had a handful of interesting ones um very interesting i would say yeah why don't you talk through all of these because i've been talking a lot uh yeah let me pull it up let's see so i think well i think the most notable addition was naheem hines for 38 dollars it hurt it hurt to spend that much but yeah honestly so I was trying to think back in years past, but I don't think we've had anyone go above like 25. So I was very surprised to see Heinz go for almost double that. Yeah. I, especially to what, well, when I woke up, I was surprised I went to you just cause you didn't have any injuries to deal with. Well, I mean, I had the carry on Johnson problem to take care of. <laughs> yeah. And that was self-inflicted. Sure. It, it was but before I had carry on Johnson, it would have been Philip Lindsay, so I would have had to fill that spot anyway. And if I'm going to pick somebody up, I wanted to pick somebody up that has value rest of season, and I wanted to pick somebody up that um, I could potentially trade uh, even if he doesn't have a solid week two because there's perception of value. So I figure, yeah, it's a lot of fab dollars, but I already have two trade offers for Naeem Hines. So if I don't want to sit $40 deep into the hole, I can just sell him for somebody I maybe want more. So uh, that being said, I do believe he'll be, he'll be valuable. I think the way they used him in the game um, on Sunday looked a lot like Austin Eckler. And if anybody remembers how stupid it was that Caitlin got Austin Eckler for a dollar last year or $10 or whatever it ended up being. uh, Yeah. It's super valuable. So if, if that's what, um, 
they want to do over in Indianapolis with Naeem Hines, then I'm happy to have him. If there's one thing Hines does, it's catch passes. Uh, yeah, he had a ton of targets too, like nine, maybe 10. I guess I can just look. I think it was 12. That's stupid. That's way too many. Or maybe it was 12 touches. He had, why don't you just show me the stats, Yahoo? Eight catches. Do you need help? I kind of do need help, yeah. Eight targets, eight catches. So not quite as many, but 15 total touches. Not incredibly efficient now that I'm looking at it. 15 touches for uh, 73 yards. I guess that's okay. That's pretty good. And two touchdowns, I will definitely take it. And if he never shows up in any other game, then I guess I just wasted 40 bucks. but that's how waivers go. So who else we got out on waivers that that you want to talk um, about? So Snell went, and I think that was pretty notable with him putting up over 100 yards and Connor potentially being hurt. Um, what surprised me with that was I figured Tim would have spent something on Snell, considering he's the Connor owner, and he's got the most fab dollars. Yep, I'm surprised Tim didn't get anybody in waivers. Well, I guess he got Sammy Watkins, but he dropped – what is going to be the New Orleans number one receiver. So I don't quite understand that move. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Sanders only did get five targets the first week. I don't know. I guess it might've been just a weird game. Cause I don't think breeze through that many passes to receivers. I don't really think so either. I don't know. To me, I'd rather have Emmanuel Sanders than Sammy Watkins, at least in the short term. Um, and Sammy Watkins always does this. He'll show up for week one or week two and put up like a hundred and something yards and two touchdowns. And then he does a disappearing act. So maybe this year isn't the year that that happens. And this is a smart move, but you know, what, for $8, Watkins, I'm fine with it, but yeah, at least with Watkins, you know, his role in the chiefs offense. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think, I think the problem you get with the chiefs offense is anybody that is listed on the offensive side of the ball could be the one that gets the 80 yard touchdown. Mm -hmm. And once they get one or two of those, they stop throwing. So unless it's a competitive game, um, you kind of got to roll the dice and hope that you get lucky. And Sammy Watkins is the fourth fastest guy on that team, or maybe even fifth. Now that uh, Edward Tillaire is there, every other wide receiver is faster than him. At least one of the running backs is faster than him. The likelihood that he get those long touchdowns is kind of low to me but maybe not yeah um let's see then i think the next highest player was harris campbell for 13 he's a good buy i think he's a nice like bench for now looked good got a bunch of targets yeah he had the targets um i think those are all the fab acquisitions and Um, then there were just a couple of people picked up well malcolm brown went for seven um, Daniel Jones for nine, Dallas Goddard for five, but yeah, yeah th- those are things, but those are little guys. Ones. I'm actually pretty surprised that <laughs> Muffins, well, maybe not. He's a Philadelphia player, but he dropped Gronk for another tight end. Um, he must know something, Charles. He and Rod know <laughs> something that we don't know. They must. Yeah. Uh, And then the only other interesting thing that happened in terms of team composition trades is the first trade of the year went through. And I don't really want to talk too, too much about it because I think we'll just see how it turns out, but you both kind of got something that you needed. So Garrett traded Nick Chubb and Joshua Kelly 
who he got for free off waivers um, for Marquise Brown and Travis Kelsey. So yeah, you definitely needed some extra, you needed flex players really. Yeah. I was hurting for starting depth. And it's also nice that you don't have to rely on the Cleveland backfield 100% now. Um, and Rod yes. needed running backs badly, like aggressively. So Especially with some of the higher um, touted free agent pickups not going his way. Yeah. I, he was, I think he was pretty upset that I ended up with Hines. I thought you would go about that much for him. I didn't think Rod would be in the same ballpark, but he kind of – gave me some indication that he was going to spend a lot of money. So I thought I would be fighting Rod for Heinz. So that's why I spent so much money, but yeah. Uh, I think that kind of closes out the waiver section. We did well. I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of us. I think seven of us made a waiver claim. So Very good nice. job. I think, I think we all are paying attention and uh, thanks to the league for being active. So good on that. Um, up next is just right into our week two predictions. And um, maybe we can get more right this week than last week, but we can't do too well early on in the season. Cause that's going to set the bar really high. Maybe we can, maybe we can just tank this week on purpose. And uh, yeah, so I think Rod's probably going to beat me this week. Kidding, 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 kidding. Um, first matchup we wanted to look at uh, mix in administration versus SAT prep course. First things first, I think I want to shout out Tim for sticking with his team name for so long. I, I like it, and uh, it's a good callback. So That was about, what, year two? I think so. It was year when, two. yeah. Wow. What a long, what longevity we have in this league. I'm, su- I'm surprised, actually. I didn't think it was going to last this long, but we've managed to keep the whole crew together. Um, all right, anyway, this matchup. Uh, what's your take? who you got, and why. So looking at the matchup, I think I'm going to side with John in this week, mostly because I don't think Godwin's actually going to miss any time, and I think a lot of the players on Tim's team are going to have a much harder matchup than Yahoo's predicting. Okay. I don't know. Unless unless Baker finds his mojo and can actually hit Odell for some receptions – I don't know if he gets 15 and then Tampa held Kamara um, pretty low last week. And then they held McCaffrey in check all last season, which I don't think many other teams could say that. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's it's going to be a tough matchup for McCaffrey. He'll get usage in the passing game, which is the only thing that saved his week last week. Otherwise it would have been, he was having a Saquon Barkley kind of week, which by mm-hmm. the way, also just a huge disappointment but very low run efficiency. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to look to get him, uh, get him rolling, but he's going to hit a stout front. So yeah, for me, I, I think I agree with you. I think John is going to take the, take the win here. Uh, I think the risky part for him is he has a lot of players on bad teams uh, or at least bad offenses. Um, yeah. I don't really trust Philly offense yet. I don't trust Cincinnati offense at all. Um, I'm dubious of the Pittsburgh offense, but Big Ben is probably the safest of any of them, unless he gets you know hit once and shatters. But we'll see. <laughs> He's um, pretty durable, besides the random elbow injury. They're just going to tackle him right in the elbow. 
<laughs> it's like one yin. He has one weakness. Just get him right in the knees. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, John's John. I think John takes this one. Uh, it might be close. This might be the closest one of the week. For I think for maybe both of us, we were kind of iffy on either of these, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go with John on this one too. So then we've got uh, Welcome to Chili's versus Hooked on a Thielen. So I think this one is definitely leaning Tom's way. He didn't have any injury issues, and really his starting roster hasn't changed. And it might improve if Sanders is back. But I don't know. If uh, Muffins goes out on a limb here and starts two quarterbacks, that would definitely help his floor. We need some like special sound effects because – News flash, as of this moment, Muffin's starting roster, that's perfect, yeah, uh, has two quarterbacks on it. Ding, 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 ding. The problem is he's got Jordan Howard on it, who got one carry last week or something. For a touchdown, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Eight carries for seven yards and a touchdown. I just assumed it was one carry for seven <laughs> yards and a touchdown because those numbers would make sense. But, uh, no, he uh, he was there. He was on the field. He was on the field. He had a ticket to the game. Let me put it that way. But, I mean, if we tie back in Muffin's interview from last week where he thinks guys are, you know, they got a chip on their shoulder and they got something to prove, I don't – I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and think that Jordan Howard is not about to let Miles Gaskin just take this job from him, and neither is Matt Breida. So I still don't think Jordan Howard has a good fantasy day, but he might do a little better than last week. Yeah, plus Gordon should uh, get a little bit more – of the carries if Lindsay's out. Yeah, may not matter. Pittsburgh's defense looked downright scary last week. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> think any running back is going to – I mean, they shut down Saquon Barkley. And it's it's not like the Giants' O-line is elite or anything, but if you can not keep if you can keep Barkley to negative six yards on 12 carries or whatever it ended up being in the, in the first three quarters, that's a tough run defense. So – I think Denver's gonna Denver's offense is going to struggle next week. They they struggled against the Titans and the Titans are fine. Like their defense is pretty good, but yeah, the hope is that Melvin Gordon gets a uh, gets a lot more work. But I think uh, they're going up against one of the toughest run defenses in the league. So that don't I don't know if there's really a high ceiling on on Gordon there. Um, where he does have a high ceiling is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he was the whole offense for the Cardinals. So, I mean, he and Kyler Murray running the ball, but mm -hmm. uh, I... Uh, yeah, Drake didn't get much done on the ground. Yeah, which worked in Hopkins' favor, but um, might not in the long term because it'll make it easier to scheme coverages around him. But so far, Muffin's keeper is... Uh, paying dividends at least that one mark ingram had a rough game too i think he might i don't want to say bounce back but he'll do a little better this week as well uh a la jordan howard uh he's not about to let um jk dobbins just up and take his job so no. especially playing houston who gave up 100 plus yards to the rookie right last week yeah so um speaking of rookies i think cd lamb is going to benefit from the um uh, Blake Jarwin injury a little bit in terms of targets. He also looked pretty good. Uh, yeah. His routes looked pretty crisp. It looked like he and Dak were pretty well in sync. So um, 
I'm trying to find a way to justify saying John's going to win this, but uh, then I go over and look at Tom's roster and unless Juju's out and Sanders is out, I don't think he loses. Even if he's got Jordan Taylor and Mostert on his bench and Cam Akers, like, yeah, his (sighs) oof. Yeah. I'm going to pick Tom on this one too. That's a safe bet. Yep. On to the next one. The next matchup is Blouses versus Gandalf Farts. One day I hope to understand Gandalf Farts. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, uh, if Drake shows up, then maybe Kayla makes like a, a statement win here over Wanyan. But, oof, yeah, I don't know. Wanyan's team has the same problem it had last week, which which ended up working, you know, working out for him. But mm-hmm. a lot of boom bust guys, um, and at some point they're not all going to boom. So, yeah, um, and I think Kayla's got a lot of players in potentially high scoring matchups this week, at least with Lamar, Cooper, Julio, even James White. Seattle, yeah, led. James White, Drew Brees, maybe even, yeah. Raiders put up a lot of points last week. Yeah. And Jamison Crowder, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Actually, we talked about it kind of, you know, a decent amount earlier. But he's good for a lot of targets. Um, yep. And so, so uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of solid, solid options with relatively high floor on Kayla's team. The only question mark that I actually have is Kenyon Drake. Uh, we expected a lot more usage out of him last week and maybe we'll see more this week, but if DeAndre Hopkins gets 16 targets again, I don't know that Drake has a big game. So that would be the only pitfall for Kayla, but I think she takes this one pretty handily. Um, yeah. Yeah. Looks like Julio is questionable. Do you know anything about his, designation hamstring uh, oh he's no, always got sure. a hamstring he's Quits. always hamstring foot injury whatever yeah he'll, he'll be, be there fine. on sunday cool um moving right along we've got uh rivalry matchup part one i don't know you're no you guys aren't rivals husband and wife <laughs> uh why don't you admit defeat publicly here and just tell yeah, us my prospects don't look good if Thomas was healthy, then it would be a pretty good matchup. But, but I'm hoping all of my players boom and all of Caitlin's bust for me to have a close matchup. Yeah, that's what you need. That's 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 all you can really hope for. I think you have her beat on quarterbacks by quite a bit, so yeah, you but can. She's got me beat everywhere else. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I was gonna say you can kind of absorb a little bit of weakness from one of those players. Um, did your trade with Rod just go through today? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I'm, I don't want to, I'm curious why you have Travis Kelsey on your bench. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I'll probably move him in, but I don't think that seven points difference is going to help. Uh, probably not. No, no, almost <laughs> definitely not. Um, between Kamara, Jones, Evans, Robinson, Eckler. Yeah, no. That being said, your team will be pretty scary once Thomas comes back. So, 
yeah, I think the I think the trade involving Travis Kelsey works out for you, um, especially if you can maybe make a deal later on for another better running back to pair up with Saquon Barkley. But uh, you know, PSA: don't trade Garrett a running back because then you, we won't wow. be able to beat him. <laughs> uh, or if DeAndre Swift stops dropping game-winning touchdowns, or if Antonio Gibson managed to find his his way onto a better team, um, sometime this season. You could be no, no. Carry, but Washington will definitely stick with Peyton Barber getting one and a half yards a carry. So annoying. Uh, somebody in my work league picked up Peyton Barber and was excited about it and talking about it at work today. I'm like, the guy is only good at falling forward from the one yard line. <laughs> and he made the very valid point of saying that's good enough for me. <laughs> so yeah, no, he's guaranteed goal line work, which sucks because mm. unless Antonio Gibson can get it in the end zone from, far away uh he's not gonna <laughs> score points yeah my bench is playing the long game for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep no i think caitlin takes this one pretty pretty decisively yeah um, no arguments here she has a good shot at getting a like a pretty high score too uh, a lot of her players are in matchups that could end up with a lot of points because mm-hmm. she's just playing a lot of defenses that give up points yeah so Right. Yep. Uh, Caitlin hype train continues, and then matchup of the of the century. <laughs> right. Round two. Um, I don't see a way that Rod beats me, so that's probably what's going to happen. But I think I win. <laughs> what, what do you think? I'm just looking at all the matchups here, but. Yeah, no. I'm going to go with you pulling out the repeat victory. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think you're going to put up 200 points again, but I think you'll do more than enough to beat Rod. I I would like it if everyone doubts that I'll put up 200 points again. (laughs) It would definitely help if Kittle and Galladay were good to go, but I don't think they're practicing just yet. Yeah. I think Kittle will probably play. I think Galladay will probably not. They might hold him out just one more week. Um, I haven't heard a lot of talk about his injury either. Yeah, I don't know the details. He was questionable most of last week and then went to doubtful on mm-hmm. Friday. So I I have this feeling that it's not really that bad. It's a hamstring injury. So, it, you know, uh, tons of wide receivers end up with hamstring injuries, and a lot of them play through it. A lot of them don't. It's really just hard to tell because the severity of it is just difficult to publish without an actual, you know, hamstring tear or something like that. So um, I don't know. I, I, I find it hard to believe that uh, he'll play this week, but maybe the other thing I think Rod might have going for him is if uh, Connor did have an injury and is ruled out, then he can play Betty Snell. Very true. And they play Denver, which, I don't think the Denver run defense is bad by any means. I mean, they kept Derrick Henry to like three yards a carry. Um, yeah, but you're talking about elite Benny Snell. So. Bernard, Bernard to you, sir. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't know if Benny Snell, I think that he, he has the same, same exact chance of uh, repeating what Derrick Henry did and getting 30 carries because the Denver offense can't stay on the field for more than three plays. So like they may not be efficient, but if Snell is the starter and Pittsburgh's ahead, 
they're just going to run the ball over and over and over and over again. Um, so he may end up having a pretty good fantasy day too. Yeah, that's that's what I would be worried about is both of his players being healthy, like both of his good players getting healthy and then um, Connor not being healthy. Then it might be a little bit closer, but yeah. No, I, I think I think I got this one. His His quarterback's are the only position that I think he's got me beat at every other place. I'm much stronger. And I think that does it then for the week two predictions. You want to just recap who we got winning? So we sure. got John, John over Tim, Tom over Muffins, Kayla over the one, Caitlin over the commish and somehow Charles over Roderick. 